Ugh, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm gonna need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after $31.25 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. It's Thursday night here on the Hot Corner. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to the show tonight. My name is uh, Dr. Ray. I'm your host here on the Hot Corner every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we've got a lot to, to talk about tonight. A great, a great health topic, um, one that's very prevalent right now at this time, um, this time of year. And uh, also a lot of stuff going on right now with the first ever college football playoff. We're in the fantasy football playoffs. We got a lot of stuff going on tonight. Um, I want to encourage everybody out there that's listening to call the show tonight and tell us your opinions about the topics that we have or if any questions should arise while you're listening. You're more than welcome to give us a call. Uh, the call-in number, again, for guests is 347 637 Again, if you guys are listening out there and you want to call in on the show, uh, you're more than welcome. The, the call-in number is 347-637-3978. And uh, you can call in, and Manny will pick up, and he'll he'll ask you who you are, where you're calling from, and what's going on, and we'll get your question on the air, and, and you know we'll talk to you about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Remember that the Hot Corner Show is it's for you guys. It's for the listeners out there, and it, it's for whatever you guys want to talk about to keep you guys informed. And also to keep you educated about healthcare and how it's changing and where it's trending and you know what's really going on with your health uh, these days and some things that your doctors might not be telling you, uh, whatever the case is. So anyway, um, it's my great pleasure to do this show every every Wednesday with a good friend of mine, uh, the commissioner of ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, um, and I want to go ahead and introduce Manny tonight. And and Manny, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. How about you, brother? Oh, man, you know, never better. You know, Wednesdays are the, the best night of the week, man, where we get to sit down, we get to talk about everything that's happening, we get to talk about health, and, you know, that's what I love to do. Um, so, yeah, man, great. Couldn't, couldn't be happier right now. I hear you, man. I love Wednesday nights here on the on the Hot Corner Show with Dr. Ray. We already have a question uh, coming in from Twitter, man. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later about some softball gear and stuff. Um, and I, I really don't want to talk about fantasy football anymore. I'm over it, man. I, I'm really, I'm really over it. I'm waiting till uh, fantasy baseball starts uh, next season. Hey, man, I understand. I know how it is. There's not too much going on now. 
Although I think this week we may have some more brackets uh, filling up in the compilation bracket. So I think you may still have a matchup. Um, and again, not to sound, you know, not to be mean or anything, but at least it gives you something to kind of play for. You could still end up coming up, you know, uh, somewhere towards the middle of the league here. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Great. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Yes, sir. So once we get into fantasy football a little bit later on in the show, we'll be talking about that. Um, I know that we're going to have a guest come on tonight um, also from the league. Uh, so we're going to have a bunch of smack talk going on later on. So stick around for the fantasy football. Um, we'll get the fantasy football talk going. We're going to talk a lot about the college football playoffs. We're going to break down some of the matchups, talk about some of the things maybe that the committee could have done better. Um, I feel, you know, honestly, I feel horrible for the kids over there at uh, at TCU and Baylor and I don't know. It's just, you know, it's the first year. You never know what to expect. The crazy part about it is that Florida State went undefeated, and, and I couldn't even sleep the night before thinking that there was a chance that they might not even be in the playoffs. So, you know, who knows what's going on with this committee and what's happening behind the doors, but we'll have the chance to talk about it all, um, and, and we'll go there. So, uh, Manny, how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about uh, the health topic right now tonight to kick things off? Do we want to get into some Twitter questions, or how do we want to? What do we want to run tonight, man? You tell me. No, let's let's do the uh, let's do the health topic, man. This is a this is a health topic show, and we always deviate from that. We got to get into back into the health topic, Doctor Ray. You're a doctor. Talk to us about health, man. Okay, my friend. Well, the health topic of the night, um, as we as we uh, let everybody know about a little bit earlier today on social media, is about allergies. Um, and allergies are something that are very common. Um, there's tons of people that you hear all the time sniffing and sneezing and, you know, just a lot of allergic people out there. And it's it's actually, in my opinion, become a lot more prevalent as of late. And, you know, you wonder why why would allergies start to become more of a problem over time? You know, is it that people, is it that the dust is becoming worse? Or, you know, what is the case? What, what's actually happening Basically, what I what I have seen going on is that people are becoming unhealthier, all right? And it's because of our diet. It's because of our lifestyle. But another thing that happens is our immune system is a huge, huge part of your body's normal upkeep and uptake in health. And so what happens is we start to develop all these chronic infections, and these small little infections, they start to add up. And your immune system, you know, your immune system is kind of like a, a jack of all trades, but he's not really a master of any single one because it has so much to do. I mean, your immune system is in control of constantly monitoring your body against viral pathogens, bacterial pathogens, fungus, uh, parasites. So your body is always on defense. It also has the job of helping you heal and, and repairing tissues and keeping your body balanced, basically. So your immune system is what's responsible for inflammation, and inflammation is what we all perceive as pain, but it's also how the body heals. So when we have all these chronic little um, infections that start to upregulate the immune system and therefore inflammation, it starts to create problems in the way that our body chemically communicates internally. And that's where we start to run into a bunch of different problems and they start to manifest as symptoms within the body. So one of the most common symptoms of having a problem um, or an allergic problem is that there's usually a lot of underlying infection. 
So these underlying infections can be uh, Epstein-Barr virus, all right, for example, mononucleosis, all right. So basically Epstein-Barr is, is mono. Um, Epstein-Barr is the kissing disease. If you ever had, you know, a week where you just had flu-like symptoms and you felt horrible and there was all these things going on and it just life was no good and you had just shared a drink with somebody, chances are you contracted the Epstein-Barr virus. 90% of people in the world, and probably even higher than that, have Epstein-Barr. Now, a virus is a thing that once you have a virus, you always have that virus. So what that means is that your immune system has to chronically suppress that. So as we go through life and we continually start to pick up these infections that start to accumulate and your immune system starts to diversify more and more amongst them, sometimes it starts to lose that battle where it's been suppressing that virus. And that's where the viral activity starts to become a problem and start to upregulate inflammation, inflammatory cascades of your immune system, your, your, uh, basically your active immunity um, or your antibody-related immunity, which is, which is what they test for when they're testing for allergies. So antibodies are basically these little, we call them like the, uh, the foot soldiers of the immune system. So let's say that a virus lands on your body or you inhale a virus and it gets into your body. What a virus wants to do is it wants to get into your cell. It wants to get into the nucleus of your cell. It wants to unravel your DNA, and it wants to copy itself using your DNA. So it uses your body's own, basically, survival mechanisms against itself because it uses your hardware inside of your cell to reproduce itself. And then the sneaky little virus disguises itself in, in your DNA. Excuse me. So it it kind of almost disguises itself in your DNA as it uses your cell's hardware to replicate itself and to take over. And as these viral cells take over, they replace the cells that normally function, and that's when we start to see problems. So when your body is trying to suppress a virus, it tries to recognize these very small little protein markers that are sticking out of that DNA disguise. And it does so quite efficiently until... There's other things that your DNA and that, or excuse me that your body mm-hmm. has to try to fight against. So when your body has to fight against now a bacteria that you just got from somebody else that didn't wash their hands after they wiped their nose or whatever the case is, and your body's been fighting that viral infection, now it has to take away from the virus and it has to go and, and fight that bacteria. So the virus gets to kind of replicate and take over and do a little bit more. And as we start to get this over and over and over again, what the medical community is doing is giving us antibiotics. And these antibiotics are killing our own personal flora, which can be protective against viruses and other bacteria by basically eating them and digesting them and breaking them down more and colonizing our stomach properly so that the good bacteria can protect us versus the bad bacteria that will actually harm us. So one thing that kind of puts all this in perspective is that human beings, adult human beings, have about eight pounds of bacteria on and in them. So if you were to completely get rid of bacteria, you would weigh about eight pounds less. And that's kind of crazy to think about, you know, but it's that bacteria that's extremely important that we kill every time we take an antibiotic. And then how many people take probiotics and replace them properly after antibiotics? Not many that I know of. And this is why usually when kids end up taking antibiotics once, they're going to need to continually take antibiotics over and over and over again. 
So what does this end up doing and how does this end up causing allergies? Basically, this immune system that's completely unbalanced because of, of an improper bacterial composition of your body, as well as multiple infections that it's constantly fighting, is basically upregulated. And that upregulation is what makes your immune system hyperreactive to different allergies. Now, there's different types of allergies. There's IgE allergies, which are anaphylaxis, which is basically like my girl. If you remember my girl, Macaulay Culkin got stung by a bee and he died because he was anaphylactically allergic to a bee sting, which is an IgE sensitivity. That's what they test for when they do those allergy skin tests. So if they do an allergy skin test and you're having all these allergies and nothing comes out positive, it doesn't mean that you're not allergic to those things. What it means is that your body doesn't create an anaphylactic reaction, a histamine reaction to those things. You can still be IgG sensitive or IgA sensitive or IgM sensitive to those same compounds, and that is normally what ends up happening. So in my office, for example, I can do a combination of IgE to check for anaphylaxis if the symptoms are there, but I normally like to actually check the blood for IgG reactions. Because these IgG reactions can be not only to allergens, inhalants, environmental factors, but also to foods. And foods can cause a lot of problem with allergies as well, too. As we eat foods and we have our stomach that doesn't have that protective bacteria in it, and, and food particles start to cross the barrier of our stomach that's no longer protected because we've taken antibiotics and had all these different problems and our gut is now leaky, we start to get antibodies developed by our immune system towards these foods. So in my case, for example, when I ran my food sensitivity test, I had a sensitivity to coffee. And what I noticed was when I was drinking a lot of coffee, I found my nose was more runny. I found out that my, I felt more tired. I had more brain fog. And I started to think, well, you know, why would that be? Because my immune system is not functioning as well as it should. It's not keeping me as healthy as it should because it's upregulated unnecessarily by me giving it things that it's constantly having to fight. So I eliminated coffee. My energy went up. I had some skin reactions that I was dealing with, some, some itching and some rashes like on my arm completely went away. And it was not because I was allergic to coffee, but because my immune system was upregulated by it. So what we want to do when it comes to treating allergies naturally is not give allergy shots, not give steroids, uh, nasal inhalants and those different types of things. But we want to try to find out what is causing the immune system to be active, what's causing the immune system to basically be overactive, and how can we reduce that immune system function. Sometimes it's, it's vitamin deficiencies. Sometimes it's nutrient deficiencies. Sometimes it's the fact that the stomach is so worn out from all the drugs and the antibiotics that we've had to take in the past to deal with our symptoms that we're not absorbing the foods and the, and the uh, nutrients and the vitamins that we need. And then finally, the third thing that we can check for is DNA. Sometimes we actually don't use our vitamins the way that we need to or efficiently as we need to in order to stay healthy. And that's one of the things that makes my office unique is the ability to test our DNA and look for inefficiencies on a cellular level. And the methylation study that I do is one of the most prevalent things in helping people that have allergies because they often have trouble making cells that are responsible for their immune system function, making antioxidants, which, which are an extremely important part of immune system function, and, of course, making new cells, which are necessary to fight your body, uh, to fight against all the pathogens. 
So when people come to my office and they have allergies, the number one thing that I do is try to find out where might they have chronic infections. And they can hide in a bunch of different places. So when I do my physical exam, I make sure to check everything out. I look under the nails for fungus. I look between the toes for fungus. We look on the skin, the layer of the skin, to look for sunspots that could be caused by fungus. We look into the mouth. We look for dental infections that could be prevalent. We look um, into the ears and the sinuses, and we look for infections that could be hiding there. In addition, um, one of the biggest and the, and the largest places that we can find infection is in the stomach. So we may do a stool test if there's gastrointestinal issues or a big history of antibiotics. Mm. Um, infections can also hide in the genital area. So sometimes we may need to do um, pelvic exams in order to find out what's happening, if there's any sort of infection, urinary tract issues, yeast issues that could be going on that can upregulate the immune system as well too. And so these are all places where infections can hide in the body, upregulate the immune system, and then start to cause problems with us as far as allergies go. So there's a lot that we can do to help the symptoms naturally as well. But most importantly is actually getting rid of the cause of the problem and not just trying to medicate the symptoms because obviously when you spray something in your nose to decongest it, you'll be decongested for a little bit. But then when does that congestion ever start to go away? It's when you get rid of the actual problem. So by getting rid of the problem and finding what's upregulating the immune system through the various tests that I just mentioned, and then possibly checking the efficiency of the body's ability to make new cells and, and handle the immune system through the DNA studies, we can really give a complete comprehensive uh, solution to the people that are suffering from allergies out there. And that's important because allergies over time start to cause hormonal imbalances. They start to cause fatigue. That's the biggest thing that we see. The number one reason why people go to see doctors is fatigue. And behind that is inflammation and other problems that we can all solve naturally, but not with medications. And the answer to fatigue is not Red Bull. Uh, it will actually make fatigue worse and worse and worse as your body starts to become less and less efficient and you wear it out more and more and more. So if you're suffering from fatigue, from allergies, from chronic immune system issues, you may want to not call your medical doctor. You may want to call your holistic doctor. Um, someone like myself that can evaluate and try to find out using the same tools that, that a medical doctor would as far as blood chemistry, hormone chemistry, neurotransmitter chemistry, and taking it even a step further and looking at your body as a whole unit and how it all works together and where the problem could be instead of just trying to find out what symptoms can go with what medications. Um, so that being said, I'm sure, Manny, that you got some questions. Um, maybe I raised a couple there uh, during that little that little that little speech, um, but you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, for all the people out there that are dealing with fatigue and those kinds of things, um, you know, you want to try to find out what the problem is, and and if allergies you're, you're dealing with as well too. It's not to say that Red Bull is is a bad thing, but it's it's not what you want to use as your solution. You know, when you need to pick me up, you got a big thing going on, you want to have a party. Red Bull's great, but Red Bull should not be something that you're doing on an everyday basis to keep you awake, and coffee either, for that matter. If you have to drink coffee, um, you know, every every two hours to stay awake or, or whatever the case is, there's something uh -oh. wrong with you at that point. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> there's a problem there, all right? So we want to work on trying to find out what's happening internally, balance that, and by doing that, we can see a lot of improvement with allergies and then the subsequent problems that allergies can cause. Um, questions about anything, Manny? What do you think? 
I listen, Doctor Ray. I personally have a question that a lot of me and my friends, uh, Cuban Cuban American friends, um, we debate over this all the time. Our our mothers, um, they believe in some mystical mist that comes around around uh, this time of the year, and you know, um, and even before this time of the year, even. Like around the fall time, there's this mystical mist that comes around around uh, sundown, and if you're out there without a sweater, you know you're gonna automatically get sick. Is this is there some truth to this, Doctor Ray? I, I always tell them, hey, don't listen to that. It's all you can't get sick from the weather. How 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 could that be possible? Well, you know, Manny, you're right. The weather is not something that's gonna cause you to get sick. However, the change in temperature can affect your immune system, which can then allow you to contract a bug or a virus or let a virus that's in your body already start to surface again and and reactivate. So it's not the fact that, you know, the cold outside is what is going to end up causing your, your body's immune system to falter, but it's actually the change in temperature. So if you want to test this out, what you can do is you can actually go into a jacuzzi and then jump into an ice-cold pool. And I can almost guarantee you that if you have any type of chronic infection, your body is going to allow that infection to surface because your immune system is going to go into a shock, right? So your immune system... Go ahead. I don't don't debate that, Dr. Ray, but that that means that there's something wrong with your immune system. But if you're a perfectly healthy human being, uh, nothing should happen to you, correct? You know what, Manny? I think that you're right, except for I have yet to meet perfectly healthy human beings. Do you know where I can find any of them? (laughs) 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 Perfectly healthy is very hard to get, you know, Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be perfectly healthy. I'm not saying everybody that is hot and then stands in front of the refrigerator is going to catch a cold, but you're right. If you are more immunocompromised and these things happen, your chances of catching a cold do go up. So it's not that it's going to happen for everybody. It's, it's always dependent on each person individually. But if you do have, a, a, you know, a cold that's waiting to happen, you feel you're fighting something, and then you get really hot and then super cold right away or vice versa, that could be the, the, the determining factor in whether or not your immune system wins the battle or loses it. Got you. So, so... In in truthfulness, there's no sereno, there's no mystical mist, you know, that floats around giving people uh, the flu or anything like that, right? No, sir. There's nothing like that. There's nothing that uh, that just carries virus in, in the air when it's cold or anything like that. There's nothing like that. It's just, you know, your body's immune system function and what it's dealing with at that time and what you may have come in contact with earlier that day or or a little bit afterward when your immune system is still unbalanced. All right, Dr. Ray. Thank you for clearing that out. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make uh make my mom listen to the replay show. I'm going to I'm going to record it and 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 email it over to her. There we go. So she knows what's going on. So she was kind of right, but not necessarily right. Exactly. No, but she these these moms, these Cuban moms, they uh they scare us with this uh mystical mist, this sereno uh mist. 
from from yeah, Cuba, yeah. you know, and and uh, they scare little kids from going outside, you know. Definitely, I I understand. I know how it is. Remember, my mom's Cuban too, so uh, hopefully she's listening <laughs> to the show also, and uh, <laughs> we can clear all that up. Awesome, Dr. Ray. Hey, Dr. Ray, I, I know our next segment, uh, I really don't want to speak about it. You do. And uh, our guest uh, calling in from Jamaica, uh, I'm pretty sure he wants to talk about it as well. Uh, fantasy football, Dr. Ray, what do, you, what do you got for us this week on on, uh, on fantasy football and, and the Hot Corner Show Fantasy Football League? All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and let's bring our guest on and let's see what he wants to talk about because I got a little bit of a rundown that I want to go through and, you know, kind of summarize a little bit about what happened in the playoffs last week. And um, But I want to hear what our guest has to say and see what his prediction is for this week coming up right here. So why don't we, uh, without any further ado, why don't we go ahead and bring Hans on and let's get the renegade on the show here and let's see what what he's got going on. Hans the Jafakin. What's up, man? Hey, there he is, the Renegade, nine and four, second place uh, overall, coming off the bye week. Hans, how we doing, my man? I'm all right. I see that. I, I, I see that. I see that. I short sure. I got to play you. Yeah, man, you got lucky. You get to play me because um, out of everybody right now, well, I'm, I'm predicted to score the, the the second least amount out of all the people that are still in the playoffs, but. Um, you know, you can tell that, that who's in the playoffs is in the playoffs for a reason because out of the whole entire league, there's only four, there's only four people that are predicted to uh, score more than 140 points, and they're all in the playoffs. And there's only one person that's predicted to score over 150 points, and that is you, my man. So what do you think? Um, it's probably going to be closer to about 170, but we'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's going to be 170 this week. All right. Well, who's going to be the big getter out there this week? What do you think? Uh, there are going to be a couple of them, so it's not just one. So. All right. Are there any matchups right. you like? Any matchups that you're banking on this week? Oh yeah. I mean, Drew Brees had a had a terrible week last week, so I figure he he's good to go. He should probably oh, put, he should probably put up about four or five touchdowns. I tell you what, it's a good thing that you had a bye last week, huh? Uh, oh yeah, it Let's was see, it was by it was by design. Well, let's see, let's see what your team would have scored last week. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, while you were just sitting there on bye, hanging out, um, and your quarterback happened to have probably his worst uh, his worst week of the uh, of the year, I think it was of, he his, had. of his life. Well, I mean, you had two guys that really blew up. You had T.Y. Hilton and you had DeMarco yeah. Murray that that both almost had 40 points. But Jason Witten didn't do anything. Uh, Colson had 12, Brian had 14, Forsett had 15, and Drew Brees had 14. So, you know, that's not the normal points that you that you put up. Um, right. And it, it might not have gotten you a win, um, although you did have 150 total points, and it's because you had two guys that almost had 40. So... Still, you know, it wasn't the highest score in the league, but you, you did have some pretty good points last week regardless. Um, so I've got to say, man, I think it, you definitely have one of the better teams in the league, and that's evident by how many points you scored and what where you ended up. So, man, I'm looking for, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not really that high on the team this week. I've got two Panthers in there against the Bucks. 
and both of those Panthers are going to be without Cam Newton, so I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, Jordan Reed, who knows what he's what's going to happen there with the Redskins versus the Giants. Um, Redskins Roethlis- and Giants. Oh, yeah, Redskins and Giants. That's a bad. That's a bad matchup. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what what happens, man. But right now, it's well, look out! Look out! Look out for Demarco Murray and Drew Brees. I think you know. I think that Drew Brees could have a huge game against Chicago. Um, Anybody I just hope could have that a huge game. I just hope I hope that none of it goes to Marcus Colston is all I hope. Um, and, I, and I also hope that DeMar, uh, DeMarco Murray breaks his leg on the first play. He's going for 2,000, so they're going to feed him the ball. He's playing against Philly. They're going to they're gonna run clock, and they're going to run the ball. So. Nah, you're right. Um, you're right. I definitely think they need to. They need to establish DeMarco Murray if they want to win that game. Big showdown as they're both tied in first place at the NFC East there. So um, I think it's going to be a great matchup, my man. But how have you enjoyed the uh, the league so far this year? What do you think about the first ever Hot Corner Listener League? Well, I told like I was talking to Manny. I told Manny, you know, um, you definitely don't have a lot of professionals in the league for sure. You know, hey, it, hey, it, hey, it, hey, it, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It's a it's it's it, 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 it's a real time to run in, to run in fantasy leagues. I mean, running fantasy teams, and you know, you got to pick your players, you got to pick your bye weeks, you got to pick your your matchups. You know, it's 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 a lot more than just picking a, a great player. It's picking you know a good player behind a good offensive line, behind you know what defenses he's going up against, and you know seeing what the injuries look like every week and. And working, working, working with all of that information, and trying to put the best, the best player out there. You know. Definitely, yeah. You know, like you mentioned, working the waiver wire is huge. You know, you can you can win a league, you can have a great draft, um, or you can, you know, you you can work the waiver wire, not even have a great draft, and you can end up the year with a completely different team sometimes, depending on the year, and you can and you can still place really well. So. Well, that was that was one of, that was one of my big hang-ups with the with the league this year, is the is, is the waiver is the waiver setup. In a lot of in a lot of the fantasy leagues, they they remove that that um that waiver that waiver delay on there because a lot of people don't pay attention to the news. They don't pay attention to who's injured or who's not going to be in there, and it kind of gives it kind of gives. Uh, it kind of puts the people that are on top of their game at a disadvantage because it gives everybody else time to catch up, you know. So Definitely. whenever somebody, whenever you got a starter going down, you need to be able to go pick up that 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 that, that second running back or that second wide receiver. You got to wait for 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 them to clear waivers, and that kind of slows it down a little bit, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with you, man, and and. It definitely sounds like, you know, like you said, there's not many professionals in the league. Um, but that's that's also why we did it. Hey, you know, we hey wanted... listen. Listen, guys, that's the second time you guys say that, bro. I don't like that statement, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you know, we knew that going in, and that's why we did what we did. Uh, you know, we made it a free league. We made it, you know, for fun and to help educate people about fantasy because it's a great game. It involves people more in what's happening with with not just their team, but also all the other teams. You know, you know all the players. 
you know, you get invested in watching the games, and it just makes it a lot more fun overall for, for people. It's been my experience anyway. You know, sometimes you get caught rooting against your team. Like, I hope the Dolphins win 2 to nothing sometimes, you know, or whatever the case is. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that it's good to get people involved, people that have never played before. Um, and it, it's just a lot of fun overall, I think. So I was happy to do it, even though it wasn't a professional league, you know. And um, it, it was a close league overall. I mean, even though it wasn't a professional league, at the end of it, you know, when we look at the final standings, from one through eight, you know, it was almost almost identical records. I mean, nine and four and six and seven. So, you know, there was two guys that were kind of outliers there, one at five and eight and then one at two and 11. Um but, I mean, other than that, it, you know, it was a great, great, great league overall, I think, you know. Well, I, missed, I, just, I, missed, I missed out on my number one spot, bro. I was, trying, yeah, I, was really I, working, I was really working hard on that number one spot, and, you know. You, you missed it, it by 99 points. I know, I know. I was fighting for I was fighting for points to try and catch up, but there, yeah. Yeah, she, took, she took off on me. Yeah, you hey, got to Dr. Ray. Yeah. Dr. Ray, speaking of first place, I, I think uh, I think we should bring in our next caller. Um, ah, speaking okay. of first place, well, let's, let's let's yeah. Who do we have on the line there? Hey, um, it's Katie. Hey, is that LL Kuke on the line right there? Yeah, it is. Our first place, our first place winner. Wow, what? Who would have thought that at the end of the first year, and again, no offense here, but the end of the first year of the Hot Corner Listener League, that we would have a female in first place. Congratulations, Caitlin. You did a great job. You ran away with the league at the end. You had an average of 150 points a week, and uh, that's how you get the job done, absolutely getting the job done there. So I want to tell you congratulations firsthand, and I want to hear Hans also tell you congratulations since I know that number one spot meant so much to him. Um, it's not over. Yeah, I know it's not over. We'll it's see not over. <laughs> All right. Hopefully we'll have a rematch, going. though. It's awesome. not over. We'll see, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, listen, first, you guys have to both get to next week first. All right. So uh, don't forget that I'm still in the way, and we've got Portal Combat in the way as well, too. But it's kind of cool that we only have four teams left. We're getting down to the wire, um, and it should be a lot of fun. But, uh, Caitlin, is there anything that you wanted to talk about specifically or anything you're looking forward to this week at all? Um, I was actually calling to get your opinion on who I should play between Ingram, Foster, and Jennings. Oh, wow. Okay, well, let's let's take a look yeah. here. So we, we got Mark Ingram um, going up against Chicago, who's given up some pretty decent points to running backs, but – their run defense has been a lot better than their pass defense. Um, now, we also have Rashad Jennings going up against Washington, right? Um, Rashad Jennings, you know, he's been a little bit better lately. He was out for a while. He's, In my eyes, he's a little bit unpredictable. Um, so he's one of the guys that I would have kind of on the fence there. Um, Foster, the same thing, but Indiana's run defense has been a, lo- a little bit more forgiving than both of those guys. So, out of the matchups, I think Arian Foster probably has the best matchup. Um, Mark Ingram, the way I look at it is he's going to have to be involved in the game plan, although it could be more of a shootout and they may not be ahead. So, you know, that's going to be kind of a tough one. Um, but I think that I would stick with Foster and Ingram, and I would probably leave Jennings on the bench there. 
you know, he may get a couple of those goal line touches, but it's going to be an NFC showdown. Hello? Um, you know, I don't know who's going to be coming in between uh, between Colt McCoy or RG3 or what's happening with the Washington situation, um, but I would monitor that a little closely. And if it ends up being like a third-string quarterback or, you know, not RG3 playing, I might even put Rashad Jennings in because he'll probably be a little bit more apt to uh, control the game more than Mark Ingram. But I would rate it Foster, Ingram, Jennings, unless something bad happens in Washington, at which point I would put Jennings in over Ingram. Okay, sounds cool. That's kind of what I'm thinking. We'll see, though. I just want to make it to the end. I gotcha. I know. I want to see you there, too, because if I win and you win, that means it's you and me in the playoffs, and then you don't want to call me next week and ask me my opinion because I'll tell you the wrong oh, thing. Oh, no, not at all. It'll be top secret <laughs> until starting the lineup. Yeah, yeah I like to hear it. Top secret. <laughs> and that's okay. I, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be looking for, for for somebody in that second matchup because the first matchup's over, so. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, it was awesome talking to you. Hopefully I'll be talking to you again next week. All right, girl. Sounds good. Well, listen, thanks for calling in, and uh, great job. Congratulations again, and uh, good luck in the playoffs. Yeah, thanks so much. You too. Take awesome. care. Take care. All right, so uh, it's it's – the three musketeers again, and uh, the Jamaican. We still have him on the. Excuse me, the Jamaican. We still have him on the line. Um, yeah, you got you you, you got you guys keep thinking that you're gonna win this league. You know, I, I don't know what you guys. <laughs> hey, well, hey I'm out. Have, I'm out, Hans. I'm out. We can't all, we can't all be know. professionals like Hans. So we'll see. Uh, you know, some of us have full time jobs. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we can't spend all of our time in front of Yahoo and, and watching ESPN. So, you know, we'll, we'll hey. see. But, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Hans. But, uh, no, Hans, no, no. I, that's what I do, man. That's what I do. That's yeah. what I hey, no, that's Hans. What let me tell you, Hans has a very successful uh, security business. Hans, why don't you give a, a free plug-in on the on the show, man? Plug in your, your yeah, company, bro. I, 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 I never advertise. That's the problem. Oh, that's right. This guy, that's right. This guy is totally covert, Dr. Ray. I'm sorry. His name is not even Hans, by the way. It's the Renegade. That's right. (laughs) His name is not even Hans. It's the Renegade. (laughs) That's right. But, hey, hey, Dr. Ray, I got a player I need to pick up. How do I do that? Um, All right. What you want to do is you go to where it says, um, if you go to my team and you go over to my team in the top there in the drop down menu, you mm-hmm. can go to where <clears throat> you can go to where it says players. Yeah. Where it says add player on the top right there. All right. Yeah. And then all you can you can search by last name, you can search by position, you can put all available search filters in there, and you can pick up whoever you want from there. Oh, okay. But and the, this, player that I, question, the player that I want says 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 waiver on there, Doctor Ray. Oh, so he's got he's got waiver on him. So if there's if there's a waiver already on him, so that means that somebody just dropped him. You can put in a claim, and whoever has the the highest pecking order on the waiver wire is going to be who's going to pick him up. So I'll check your waiver wire priority right now, and I'll let you know what number you have. Um, give me just one second here. So your waiver priority right now is number five. So there's four teams that if they submit for that guy on the day that he clears waivers, that there's four teams that could pick him up before you. 
if none of them pick him, if none of them put in a claim for him, then he's on your team. So I shouldn't. So I shouldn't tell anybody the, the, the player that I want to pick up, right? Exactly not. Because if one of those other teams that's listening actually goes in and and tries to pick him up before you, then you're going to be out of luck. Uh, I hope. Okay. I hope. Kate, I hope Caitlin is still is still on the line listening. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, so, does she does yeah, she have a higher waiver uh, priority than I do? Uh, let me double check. Actually, no, she does not. She has the ninth. The ninth. Uh, there's two people in the playoffs left that have a higher waiver order than you. Um, one of them is Mortal Kombat. Um, the other one is Doctor Ray. No, no, no. Actually, I have the I have the lowest because I just put in a claim for somebody, so I have the tenth uh, waiver wire move. So. I'm no threat. You can tell me, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, but unfortunately, you broadcast, so it doesn't work. <laughs> That's true. So you can tell me after the show. Uh, you can tell me after the show, and then we'll see what's going on. Yeah, it, look, it, it looks like I might need a tight end. What's a, what's a good tight end to pick up? Um, all right. Well, let's go take a look and let's see the players that are out there on tight end. Um, let me see. Let's go ahead and filter. Tight end, who do you have? You're rolling with Jason Witten, right? I yeah. Unfortunately, right, I didn't yeah. hear a word you said. I said that you right now you have Jason Witten in there, right? Okay, let me see. So the most projected points for this week is Zach Ertz um, from Philly against Dallas, but that guy has been mix and match, and you never know. Um, honestly, all of the tight ends that I'm looking at here are boom or bust. Some of these guys can have good games, and, you know, sometimes they're not. Um, Ertz has been on everybody's radar the whole year, but I know he's had goose eggs for games. So, you know, I think that right now the guy that you got on your on your starting lineup, which is Jason Witten, has just a good a chance of scoring points than any of these guys out here. Um, what about what about Kobe Fleener? What about Kobe Fleener? Colby Fleener could have a good game. Um, he's had a couple goose eggs as well, too, and then he's had a couple huge games. So Colby Fleener is a little bit more of an upside guy. Um, you might be able to get some pretty good stuff out of him. Um, but, you know, on the on the waiver wire, the guy that I might recommend the most, um, you know, boomer bust style. Could, I mean, Jared Cook has been having a couple pretty good games here, but he's also got a Thursday game, um, which would mean that he's got a little bit less uh, a little bit less time to prepare, and his targets haven't been great. I mean, he's only had five targets last week, so I don't know. I mean, I would probably roll with Jason Witten if I was you. Um, you know, Zach Ertz, again, has just now been putting up the numbers. He only had three targets last week. You know, one of them happened to be a touchdown, which is only his third one of the year. So, again, none of the guys on waiver right now I'm too impressed with, um, and none of them really have great matchups. I'd say Scott Chandler might have you know, the best chance of, of getting the most targets. Um, he did have 11 targets last week. So, you know, you don't want to go chasing, but, you know, there's a good chance that he could be a little bit more involved as uh, Kyle Orton is getting a little bit more uh, kind of settled into that offense there in Buffalo. Uh, okay. Well, good luck, Dr. Dr. Ray. I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens at the end of Sunday, you know. Hopefully it's not it's not too bad, you know. Hopefully yeah, it's not Hopefully you stay. Hopefully you stay within like twenty or thirty points. Yeah, let's see. Hopefully, man. I hope it goes down to Monday night. That'll be a lot of fun. 
uh, Hans, I want to wish you good luck and thanks for calling in and thanks for uh, for participating in the first ever Hot Corner Listener League. And uh, hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll bring you back up next week if you make it to the next round of the playoffs. Uh, I don't work with this. All right, my man. Well, good luck to you. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. Take it easy. All right, Hans. Take, Take it easy, brother. Right. Good luck. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, excellent. So uh, that was an awesome little segment right there. We had uh, our first and our second place regular season winners as well as uh, two people that are still in the playoffs because of that first round bye. Um, so that was awesome right there. Pretty cool stuff. Glad to, glad to see it. Glad to see it all going down. Um, and, you know, the funny part is, is that Hans, even though he had kind of a bad week last week, he still would have beat me. He would have beat Tony. He would have beat the Fisher Law Firm. So you know, even though his team didn't do well, he, they still did. They still did really good. And uh, poor Volcano Princess, she actually had, <laughs> she would have beat a bunch of people last week, but uh, it, it's all for naught because she was only two and eleven on the season. So uh, anyway, talk about bad time to have a good week. So uh, I guess we can go ahead and move on a little bit from fantasy football. We talked a little bit about some of the ways. Hey, but one thing I there. wanted, one thing I wanted to add, Doctor Ray, I think next year you should put. Top eight into the playoffs, man. You know, maybe I'll do that if we expand to 12 teams. Um, but, you know, I do like having that first round buy for people. If, you know, if they got first and second place, that should count for something. Um, and we can do that definitely if we expand a little bit more. But, you know, I don't want it to be like a league night where the whole entire league makes the playoffs. You know, the the, the regular season should count for something. Um so we we want to try to keep that intact in there. But if we expand to 12 teams, I'm all for getting eight teams in the playoffs. That could be fun there. Yeah, man, that would be great. Yes, sir. So, all right, so that's what we're going to have going on uh, for next year. We also have, again, um, we also have, again, the uh, Fantasy Baseball League that's going to be coming up pretty soon here again in uh, in the springtime of next year. Ray? Uh, fantasy baseball starts at the beginning of April, um, so we'll be starting to get the word out around the end of February, beginning of March, um, about people that want to sign up. If you guys want to sign up for the league already and hold your spot, you're more than welcome. Just send us a tweet to I, at ISPSO or at Dr. Ray P. Or you can let us know online. Always, uh, You can send me an email through my website, which is 353heal.com. Uh, you can email us at I, ISPS. Uh, internationalsoulpagesoftball.com um, so there's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of us again if you want to call into the show at all the guest call in number is 347-637-3978 um, any health questions that you guys have you can tweet me at Dr. Ray T any fantasy football questions you guys have you can tweet me at Dr. Ray T um, anything you know concerning anything that you want to hear about on the show um, whether it's health related sports related or whatever the case is you know, you're more than welcome to either call in or shoot us a text or whatever the case is that you want to do so we can get you your your questions answered and keep you entertained as well, too. So um, with that, I know we have about 15 minutes left or so, maybe a little bit less. And uh, I want to finish off tonight talking a little bit about the college football playoff, about, you know, the landscape of what's happening there and, and what's going on. But before we do that, Manny, did you say that we had a question before uh, from Twitter at all? Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, Dr. Ray, what are your thoughts on compression apparel such as sleeves, etc.? 
Wow, that's a great question right there, as a matter of fact. Um, when it comes to compression apparel, I have kind of two opinions on it. Number one, I like compression apparel um, for certain parts of the body, um, but not for other parts. So, for example, I don't like compression um, material around the knee joints, for example, um, because they can start to support the knee joint more, making the muscles around the knee a little bit weaker and decreasing your ability to stabilize. So let's say you need to wash your compression apparel or you leave your compression apparel or whatever the case is, you may end up being at more risk for injury with that joint, and that can be a big problem. So there are certain joints and certain parts of the body that I do like compression um, because it does help keep fibers together. It, it sometimes lessens the injury, I believe, for uh, for muscular tears. It does keep everything warm underneath, so it keeps the blood flow going. Um, but there are areas of the body that you want to be careful with, um, especially knee joints, for example, ankle joints, when it comes to compression materials, and, and basically because those are joints that require stabilization. Um, so, you know, for the elbow, it's not too bad. Um, you know, for the shoulder, it's hard to get compression apparel for the shoulder unless it's a whole entire shirt, which I'm not completely against either. Um, but you do want to be careful when it comes to, you know, compression wear where it's pants or shirts um, with the temperature and the ability to overheat, especially down here in South Florida, that can happen a lot. But if it's cold, it's definitely great. Keeps you warm, keeps your muscles, uh, you know, nice and loose and limber. So I'm all for compression apparel, but in the right situation and in the right area of the body. So I would say avoid compression uh, apparel in really hot weather and also around joints that require stabilization, such as the knees and ankles. Nice. Now, Dr. Ray, to to add to that, do do you think compression apparel too tight or too loose uh, really defeats the purpose? Too tight definitely can defeat the purpose because you can cut off circulation, which is what you're trying to facilitate with the compression apparel. And too loose, I mean, frankly, it's not going to cause any health problems, but it could get in the way of how you run, how you throw, how you're performing, and, and that can start to cause problems. Um, as well, too, because you want to make sure that your mechanics are not only sound but repeatable. And that repeatability is what allows us to basically adapt and keep our muscles healthy and not tearing um, by doing things that they're not used to doing. Nice. Well, big shout-out to uh, at Captain Caveman 7, C-A-P-T, Caveman 7, thank you for the question for uh, Dr. Ray, man. Great question. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. That's two great questions in a row. So thanks a lot, Captain Caveman 7. We appreciate it. Um, if you're listening out there, I want to thank you for asking the questions, and I hope I answered them well for you. If you have any follow-ups to that, you're welcome to tweet us again, and we can always uh, bring it back up again next week or, you know, anything else that pops up for you or anything you want to talk about, you're always welcome. Um, again, if you ever want to call into the show, it's super easy. Just call 347-637-3978. We'll get you on the air, and we can have a little conversation about what's on your mind. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, college football playoff that's going on right now. And, uh, Manny, I know you're not a huge college football guy. You're more of a pro sports guy. But uh, what, what has been your opinion of this whole college football playoff and everything that's been going on with college football? I think they should expand it. I think they should expand it to um, 
eight teams, man, just like our fantasy football league. I think you should expand it to eight eight teams in the playoffs, man. Make it uh make it more exciting. Uh bring more schools in. It's uh I think it, inevitably it's going to happen, but um as far as the the four teams in it, uh I agree with everybody except F- FSU. FSU should be ranked like number 25 or 26. <laughs> oh man, I know. I know how that is. I, if I wasn't an FSU fan, I'd probably be saying the same exact thing. Um, I hear you, man. No, no, man. I, I I believe they should be up there. Of course, they should be up there, brother. The defending national championships, uh, defending national champions, and they're still undefeated, man. The, you know, you can't really knock them because I understand how it is when you're a champion and then the, the next season you come in and you're playing against the same people, you know, your, your performance, you're just uh, playing to the level of your competition, basically, man. They still, they're, they're still not on all four, uh, on all four cylinders, man. Yeah. You know, I see that. And a lot of people have said, um, you know, that, that they haven't brought their A game yet or whatever the case is. You know, they're still a very young team in the grand scheme of things. You know, everybody's tired of hearing Jameis Winston, but you got to remember that guy's only a sophomore, you know, and uh, Mariota's a senior already. You know, this is Mariota's, I don't know if it's third or fourth or fifth year, whatever the case is, but, you know, it's it's definitely hard to uh, to go out there when you're number one and everybody has, you know, a target on your back. You're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, and I'm not saying Oregon didn't. Um, but FSU definitely did, being the national champs and everything that surrounded them and everything, you know, uh, on and off the field. But um, I'm happy to see them in the playoff. You know, I have to admit, I was scared that they weren't even going to make the playoff with the way that the committee ranked uh, TCU number three the week before. You know, and, and I, overall, I think the committee got it right. I think that they did something good. Um, I think that they didn't just, you know, look at matchups and say, oh, why don't we make this a traditional Rose Bowl? and the traditional Sugar Bowl, and we'll put Alabama versus FSU and Oregon versus Ohio State, which I thought would have actually been better matchups, um, you know, for everybody and, and the traveling and everything like that. But, man, FSU had an awesome Rose Bowl last year. I know they know the area. They can't wait to get back there again and get in this playoff. And I think they're going to do great against Oregon. I really do. Um, you know, Oregon hasn't really played that many great defenses, unfortunately. FSU plays a certain brand of football. They've got playmakers. I'm not saying other teams don't. Um, but we can score on almost any defense out there. You know, we've, we've scored on the defenses that should have given us trouble this year. And Oregon hasn't really had to play that many top 50 defenses. Um, we've played, I think, three or four top 50 defenses, and uh, a couple of them in the top five and in the top ten. And uh, Oregon has only played one. So I'm interested to see. I imagine it's going to look a lot like the uh, ACC championship game where it's going to be a lot of scoring. But I think in the end that FSU's defense is going to go ahead and get them to win there. And then um, I think they're going to go ahead and move on and they're going to play against Alabama because I think Ohio State, what they're doing right now is just unsustainable. Um, You know, I, I think that there is, you know, a great story there, a Cinderella story. They won 11 straight on their third-string quarterback. They beat down Wisconsin, who had a Heisman hopeful, one of the three Heisman finalists. You know, but there's a month of layoff time in between. There is their third-string quarterback, who's going to have his second start ever against Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, 
Alabama football, the biggest name, the biggest brand, the best coach, the, you know, I mean, everything, and with a month to prepare against you. So I don't really see Ohio State having much of a chance against Alabama, and I think it's going to end up being an Alabama-FSU national championship, and who knows what could happen there, where it's going to be, how that's all going to go down, if there's any injuries that are going to play a role. But um, that's my prediction. That's what I hope. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait until New Year's already um, to see what happens in these in these playoff games. And, and there's going to be so much to, to deliberate between now and then and so much to debate. And, and just it's going to be awesome. And this is what college football is all about. And all the fans, you know, going for their teams, um, and, you know, we're talking about the top four right now, but we got to remember that I think you're right. You know, the system right now is a little bit flawed with only four people. Um, you know, there's five power conferences, which means that somebody's going to get left out, you know, and, and this year it was the Big 12, you know. They had two co-champions, um, which may have worked against them also, but at the same time, you know, they were, there was a champion in, in the Big 12, which was a power five conference, and they got left out. You know, so we have the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC. And the Big 12, unfortunately, doesn't have anybody in the top four, you know. But if this was another year where we possibly had six or we possibly had eight, you know, then we would have essentially the, the conference champion from each one of the conferences with either one wild card or with three wild card teams, you know. And one of them could be, you know, um, an at-large bid like Northern Illinois was a couple of years ago or Boise State, or whatever the case is, you know, and we can have an at-large bid as one of those guys and just give one of those other teams a chance to get into the national playoff picture because, you know, at this point with five power conferences and four spots, it's just not going to work. You know, somebody's going to get snubbed no matter what. So I I agree with you, Manny. I definitely think that the system is flawed there, Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. The good thing is, is that, and Gary Patterson, the coach from TCU, said this. He said, you know, that he knows that there's people in the right seats, in the right spots that have the, the, the best and the good of the game in mind, and they're, they're going to do things the right way and they're going to go about making the changes that are necessary in order to make sure that what happened this year doesn't happen again. And I wouldn't be surprised to see next year that, it's, that, it, that it expands, honestly, um, already. And, and I think it's because of the controversy that it's causing, but this is exactly what college football wanted and needed. You know, it's what everybody's talking about. It's what's going on all the time. So, you know, I think it's great, um, and and I'm super excited for these bowls and the way everything is all set up. And, oh, I just wanted to make sure and end that FSU landed a five-star recruit today, uh, number five overall in the nation. Uh, we got a nice commit there, defensive end, which is exactly what we need. Um, he's the second five-star um, and the 10th ESPN 300 commit in uh, – in 2015, which moves us up to number two in the class rankings, according to ESPN, um, behind only Alabama. So right now, the uh, 2015 class rankings, so that you know, all right, are Alabama, Florida State, Georgia number three, Clemson number four, and then uh, we have Texas A&M, Ohio State, Tennessee, South Carolina, Auburn, and Notre Dame to round out the top ten, with Miami sitting at number 16. And I'm looking for Florida on here somewhere, but my guess is that they're probably not going to be anywhere close to being on this top list here because they don't have that much going on right now, unfortunately, for Florida. Well, fortunately for me, not for other Florida fans. But regardless, I'll take the FSU being at number two with um, with uh, with the ranking with the rankings right now, and 
I'm excited to see what, what the rest has in store. we got the number one quarterback, the number one defensive end, so I'm pretty happy with those uh, recruits right there. So, um, Manny, great show tonight, my friend. Um, want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, again, more than welcome to give us a call, get involved here on the Hot Corner. Uh, this is Dr. Ray at Dr. Ray T signing off, saying everybody have a great week and be well. entertainment designed just for you then check out customizable streaming tv from xfinity it makes your life simple easy awesome xfinity gives you customizable streaming tv options enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your tv with x1 go to xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more restrictions apply this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.